don't tea, no shade. L N J. What type of tea they serving? Is it Lipton? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start to click it. This dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Uh, make you wanna join a discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping eight one trade. Uh, it's all tea, no shade. All tea, no shade. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up? What up? What up? Welcome to all tea, no shade. Where we are serving tea without the shade, like we always motherfucking do. So pull up a seat and let's start the damn sip sesh. Welcome back to another dope ass episode. All team no shade sippers. We're looking forward to hey sipples kicking in. We got a special guest with us this week. Yes, we do. We got Miss Jessica Love. Say hello to the hi, sippers, Jessica. Hi. <laughs> she is a relationship psychotherapist, a holistic psychotherapist. We will get more we'll into interviewing it. her about her her passion, about what she does here in a second. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward. We're glad. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I need yeah. you to relax. I need you to have a good time. We talk about everything. We do. We say whatever you want. You can curse. You cannot curse. You can be as free as you so desire. That sounds good to me. And All the, right. And the first thing we're gonna do. Let's talk about your week. Simple. How was your week? I went first last week. I feel like I get to go last. How about we let the guests go first? How was yes. your week? How was your, your week, week this then? week? My week was crazy. Okay, talk about it, girl. <laughs> let us know. How was it crazy? It was crazy just because I had so much to do. Oh, I that's had a the crazy worst. weekend last weekend. So trying to come off of that. And so back to back. Back to back. So, so you I, need a, a off day. I need a breather. Yeah. So that's what today today. Gonna but you you working you here? I know, but just, this ain't really work. Okay. Well, right? there's <laughs> You said you were doing what last week? It's been a busy week. It was my birthday last week. Oh, happy, happy belated. So I um, did a little light turn up, just a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm with what it. What does a light turn up consist of? It's light because we did some meditation, some yoga. Some oh, it's real, like, like so actual light. light. Yeah. It was light, light but it was deep. Okay, it was a deep turn up. Right. A light but deep turn up. With lots of lots of wine and laughter okay. and girl talk okay. and beach and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, that sounds fun. I mean, not well, the ass. I was like, my light turn up just means we we drank tequila instead of gin. <laughs> um, turn up. How, how, old, how old you turn? Thirty five. Thirty five in the house. Okay. Are you rude? You don't ask a woman her age. I'm all right with you that. Ask a, okay. You, you ask a confident woman her age because yeah. you know Ruth age ain't nothing but a number. Going down ain't nothing but a. First of all, that song was so fucking problematic. Now that I know, what song? now that I'm grown, what song? Age ain't nothing but a number. Going down uh, ain't nothing but a thing. From a old. what fifteen year old. It's who wrote it. Is yes, the, is the problem. All of it was a problem. Yeah. The fact that we was bumping it and singing it from a fifteen-year-old, and the yeah. guy who wrote it was her husband. But you, yeah, I mean, that's so problematic for sure. But right. how many songs? But it was so a we, we all sing songs or sing songs that we did not know the meaning to as a teenager. And now you listen to it as an adult, you're like, whoa! Like uh, I really didn't know. I got a perfect one for you. Okay, Shantae's got a man at home. Oh yeah. That's when I was younger. I was like, oh, that's a jam. But when I got older, I was like, is she really just bragging that she got a good man at home and your man ain't nothing? So she I'm sorry. Literally, yeah. what a weird freaking yeah. flex. That's a flex. Right? She was crying, so she wanted. Shantae to come over to like you know they was She's talking like, girl, to feel better. I'm sorry, your man don't treat you like shit, but my man. Right. <laughs> Shantae, Shantae, ain't shit. Shantae ain't shit. Mm-mm. Oh, here we go. My week was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it has been a little bit busy. So my partner is on maternity leave, but so she comes back soon. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> when she says partner, she doesn't mean her girlfriend partner. Yeah, she how you know? Her- 
Well, you know. The partner this day means cutting my, things. My, so my, let's be clear. My firm partner. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um, my working partner okay. is has been out. And so she's been on maternity leave again. She's had a baby every year so far. Yeah, how many kids she got now? <laughs> Two. Two. But since I've worked there, she's had a child every December. Um, but she <laughs> is out, but she's coming back soon. So I'm kind of holding down the fortress. And mm. so I'm doing kind of double the lifting right now. Yeah. So I can't wait for... That to come back down a little come bit. Come back down. I can just focus on my clients, my people, and just. So she had a baby in December. How long? How much longer is she going to be out? That's we three months. She comes in now. back in April. Okay, mm-hmm. right around the corner. Yeah. So it's weird because daycares don't allow you to drop your kid off until they're three months old. So we always have to wait for three months mm. for three months from the baby's birth gotcha. for her to come back from work. Essentially, because daycare said we don't want your newborn babies. You can keep them. Right. I don't know how people are even for daycares. Mm-hmm. Oh, daycare so is a rip off. You better find yourself a grandmama. I almost feel like it needs. I feel like a Madea. Listen, playing devil's advocate. Have you been to a daycare? Mm-mm. No. Five minutes and you'll be ready to turn around and leave. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's so, true. I get the price, but that's it a is. lot of babies. That's I feel like there needs to be some kind of regulations though, like around daycare and what they can cost, because it is so. Expensive for mm-hmm. people. It is. And I, it's going I, up I know and up a lot of couples who it's stupid, but the mom and the mom's pay essentially goes pretty much primarily to just the daycare costs. Right. That's yeah, why sometimes one of the partners will just stay, stay home. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's crazy. How was your week, Jay? My week has been pretty amazing, but only because it wasn't dope. Jay had a, dope, a, a solid like six months Whether he would explain his week As being dope every single time nice. It hasn't been dope okay. Not yet Not we in 2021 We're not there yet we but, but it's been it's, a, it's been amazing Only because You got some? Next Well I mean <laughs> I did get some But that's not why it's been amazing Okay Oh um, wait That should be why It's been yeah. amazing <laughs> It clearly wasn't amazing. That's I all mean, I'm gonna say. Oh, that was like some. Sh- no, no, what a shade. It was good. It was good. Oh, see, I'm in a tiny saying, bit of shade. The way it came out. Just, like, I didn't mean that way. It was amazing. Like, a little shade. If you're listening, if you're listening, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it clearly wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was more amazing because I am. I booked my flight to go to St. Croix. Oh yeah! Next weekend, okay. so be fun. heading to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, many don't know I had actually booked a trip to go to Colombia. Yes, I remember for my 40th, which was in February. Mm-hmm. My 40th. Oh. Pisces February. Aquarius, Team Aquarius, Team. Okay. I'm early. Don't fry your face. Don't fry your face. We ain't doing that. No. Um, and so. And I had been planning to go with that. I had booked my Columbia trip like months in advance, six months in advance. And then like two weeks prior to me getting ready to go, the CDC updated their guidelines on COVID-19 travel and saying if you you can travel, but if you when you come back, before you come back, you got to take a, a COVID-19 test. Yeah. And it's just, for me, I felt like it wasn't worth the risk. Did you see that, that mm. Delta girl who lost her job? Mm-mm. Was she in Jamaica? I think she was in Jamaica. So a, a Delta um, flight attendant... Went over to Jamaica, I guess for fun and sun, mm-hmm. and she had a positive test. And you got to stay. And then she had a negative test, and then a positive. So she had like some little false positives, mm. but eventually they 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 realized that she did have it. And she came out on social media and essentially was saying that Jamaica was um, like holding her against her will and quote unquote kidnapping her because her mm. tests were negative. She only showed the negative results, you mm-hmm. know. 
Um, and so it was all this crazy outroar. People were like in their feelings about it. Mm. And lo and behold, Jamaica's like, this girl is pop. She got COVID. Mm. <laughs> and when that finally came out, uh, she ended up losing her job from Delta. But mm. but how did she lose it? Because she, I don't understand why she lost it. Yeah. Because it was so, because she was reaching out through social media and like had like a GoFundMe and like uh, she oh, had, and she was no. like, yeah, and she was saying like people were, like they were essentially holding her against her will, not alluding to the fact that she has a positive test. So she, she was forced to be quarantined. She was saying she wasn't positive for COVID. And so she was lying essentially on a whole freaking government. And like, People were in out war. So they, they fired her because she was lying. She was worse. Yeah, because yeah. she was caught lying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so it it's not worth it. Uh, yeah. So it, have no. you ever been to Colombia? Ever been to Colombia? No. no. Yeah, I was looking so full of love. Was so looking forward to. It, I have some Colombian friends, and they always say they love Colombia, but they always say you need to go with somebody from Colombia. Uh, really, well, based on what I heard, uh. Cartagena is one of the safest spaces you can go in Colombia. But it's like anything. Like you gotta you know, you gotta be careful. like you don't go to the hood here. Yes, you know but I mean? they just have a bigger hood, quote unquote. Right. And their hood is different from our hood. Right. It's very different. I would just say let's, let's be careful of how things are presented because they say that Africa is horrible. And not, well, you know, certain portions are. I yeah. can't. And Africa is a whole continent. So, what part of Africa are you talking well, about? But I like, know, sure. I'm all over when I travel to other countries. So I'm yeah. not gonna say anything about that. I'm yeah. like literally driving up the coast and all around. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm being absolutely ignorant. But <laughs> exactly. you know a little Spanish or, or something. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know anything? I know, I know a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So anyway, that's my week. I'm looking forward to that, and that is that. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and move on to who am I? You want to explain what who am I is? I absolutely will. So who am I? I'm going to give you some hints about somebody in current pop culture, and they're going through something. They're in the news for some reason or whatever, and you just have to guess who the hell I'm talking about. It's that simple. You are going to be competing against this one to your... Directly in front of you, diagonally in front of you, I should You're say. Playing against me. You're, and he I don't is care very, if you are a guest. I'm about to beat that ass. I just want you to know. You know, I don't know much either. I, so. like to, I like to switch it up a little she bit. She got me pretty good last week, but I did. I did help you quite a, a bit. A lot. All right. So the very first one we about to get into. He is a little rapper. So he's one of the rappers with a lil in front of them. Though so as he's gotten older, he's dropped the lil. Um, he is from Bow-wow. Atlanta, Georgia. I was just about to say that. He has been recently married in 2017. Oh, and he has a semi-famous girlfriend because they were on a reality TV show together. Mm. And some fan said, I'd fight the girl for him. And mm. in a clapback, she's like, so you want to get your ass beat? So his he used to have the name Little and he dropped the Little. Little Atlanta. It was, it was so many of them had Little. Not Little Scrappy. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So yeah, he he goes by Scrappy now. I didn't okay. even know that. Um, That's crazy. I didn't know. He married Bambi. You know they were on that. What is it? Married at not it married. Loving hip hop. Loving hip hop. Yes. Bambi though. Bambi. Like, uh, girl some mm. girl but she got famous because of loving love hip-hop hip uh, okay. but apparently somebody at her and was like i'll, I'll fight her for a little um is he attractive scrappy. is he attractive you know if he's your type he's yeah. your type you know i don't yeah. think he's not attractive right mm. okay you know i don't do face tattoos so he got a face tattoo? that oh. stops me but 
Okay. Um, but yeah, I can see why people would be attracted to him. Mm-hmm. All right, girl. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Here you go. She got that one. She got, I would have never got that. I haven't heard that name in forever. Uh, no. Okay. Wow. All right, moving on. So both of these are famous people that are married to each other. They actually had a family show. Their lawyer just shut down claims that they're trying to strike a deal with alleged sex abuse victim. T.I. Tiny. Yes, T.I. Yeah. and Tiny. They have gotten quiet since Thank the whole you. allegations happened. They stopped to produce, they stopped their show. I mean, I would. I mean, yeah. just to focus on that. I, I don't think it's true, personally. I don't, I don't think it's true. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because some of the people who are close to them, like who you've seen them with, mm-hmm. are some of the people making the allegations. So that's where I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's people you see that were friends with, quote unquote, friends with Tiny. You were they see un- them on Family Hustle. Were they underage girls or not? I mean, what was the, what's the, like, what's, what's the entire backstory? Because honestly, I read a, a little bit of it. There's some drugging happening, you know, like that they're taking advantage of women. Like sexual abuse. Sexual abuse. Like it's consensual, but then the abuse, I guess, the allegations that the abuse goes a little too far. Right. Mm. Like they're doing a little bit too much. Like you go in and you're like, you're having fun with them, maybe at a private party and Mm. they might flip you something. They might do a, what they call them? A roofie? A roofie. They did a, who's his name? A little pudding. <laughs> Not oh. a Cosby. They, they, they pull. They, they they, they, allegedly, they're pulling Cosby's. I don't know if it's true or not. I, don't I always know believe true, yeah. people people should do whatever they want to do in their bedroom, however they want to do it. But as long as they not, as long as everything is consensual, like yeah, if from it's consensual AZ, and you took the drugs. And there are yeah. apparently eleven unnamed accusers at this point, so the number keeps going up at this point. But for me, I okay, absolutely, it, it could be possible. Right. However, I also think people like to hop on a train. Yeah. Things are popular, right? To just make news. Mm -hmm. And so, how many of that, those 11 people, is actually did something happen to, you know? So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to definitely see if there's proof or, you know, what's going on. I would hope to some degree, in some level, there would be some level of proof. But, well, the, I know for as far as what was, so-called deemed as truth was that they have multiples like they have threesomes and stuff but mm-hmm. that's really not a secret a lot yeah, of people all them do, do that. that all of them do that what the issue is are the allegations of like the abuse and stuff yeah so, i don't know they can do what they want to do but you know all right guys moving on so it's one one right yeah one one all right all right i see y'all <laughs> Y'all want to make this horror, huh? It would have been 2-1, but I moved a little too slow. Okay, Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick over here. All right, so this living legend reveals that he plans on going back to uh, stand-up comedy after Eddie Murphy. the pandemic. I didn't know that one. Dang, <laughs> bro! I mean, Coming to America just came out, so how many living legends... Right. Comedians. Yeah. So, have you heard about this coming to America? What has your reports been? I haven't. I'm going to watch it tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't watched it. Same here. Um, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people and say they didn't like it. Where is streaming at? Uh, Amazon. Prime. Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have heard it's very Tyler Perry esque. Unfortunately. Uh. So, I already had those vibes from the commercial. Mm-hmm. I just felt like even in the commercial, it looked like they was trying too hard to be yeah. funny. So I was like, oh, I hope they just pull this off. So I don't know. I've heard people who actually do like it. I'm going in it 
with an open mind. Yeah. Right. But right. I'm not going in it comparing it to coming to America. Right. Right. How can you, you can't you can't because it's coming to America is a, a movie. Sequel. It's a classic all by itself. It's we know it's not gonna be you're, as good. By definition, you're going to have to No, it's the a core classic. That makes me sad though, is that apparently Aaron Gruder wrote a script for coming to America too and they didn't go with it. And mm. like, you know, he's the guy from Boondocks. And mm. I was like, why did they not go with him? That would have been hilarious. Maybe, I mean, I mean, Eddie Murphy knows what he need, what he wants. I'm sure he has most of say so. So he on did it. absolutely. Yeah. Arsenio you know? Hall so. came out and said flat out that Eddie had all of the say so, and for the longest time, he was just adamant against point blank doing a sequel because he was just like it's classic. It, we mm-hmm. you know we did what we needed to do, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until recently that he had changed his mind. But I did hear that it is very Tyler Perry esque. I do like how they have like literally almost all the black actors and me singers. Too. That is like the best part to me about it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm watch it tonight. So I know maybe I'll watch it tonight too and and figure this out. But I'm hoping. I, I just I think unfortunately I think we as black culture or black people are extremely judgmental or hard on our own people who do things mm-hmm. and like do we hold that same accountability to white movies or do sequels I think we do I think mm-hmm. sequels in period if you have a popping movie the first one and you're go- like Avatar 2 is gonna come out this year apparently please Jesus mm. hello man what was the first Avatar that was like t- it was so 2006 or something but they yeah. did say that the reason why is because once they realized it was as popular as it was that they have filmed both the sequel and the third installment already and so the second the sequel will come in 2021 and the third installment will come in 2020 um, apparently he was also waiting for technology to kind of catch up to what he mm-hmm. wanted to do as well so. exactly but if Avatar 2 isn't as good as Avatar 1 I'm going to feel some type of way just point blank period I think that's just anytime yeah, you have a really popular classic that you know comes out you're always wanting the sequel to be as good and there's very few like i think hangover did a good job i think hangover 2 was pretty good yeah. um but there's very few ones where you're like the sequel is as good meet the fockers meet what the fockers number man? two. Oh, best man the was third good one. best Getting man ready to yeah. get his work yeah. on so. yeah so when when they do show up and show out on the sequel that it makes you, it yeah. gives you all the life that you need but and then some. I guess my thing is, back then when the sequel came out, I don't feel like black Twitter was such a, it wasn't a thing. Right. Right now, mm-hmm. everyone has an opinion. Everyone is super critical. Mm-hmm. Just to be critical, I think, sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so. But also, in the same token, there wasn't black Twitter, so it wasn't like people were saying how great it was because i mean twitter works for you and against you right Mm -hmm. so the same people that you have that detract from it you also have people who are like this is classic this is what it is this is live this is lit right so i mean no one's ever going to agree on what's great and what's not they go hand and hand all i know is i got two and jessica only got one that's all i know (laughs) all right um (laughs) last one so you can either tie up and we'll do a tiebreaker or okay you gonna let this man beat you don't do it don't do it sis all right he won't beat me i'll just give it to him okay well he'll take it he Mm, will absolutely (laughs) (laughs) all right this rapper slash mogul who's been in the news recently for pretty much huge companies buying large shares in all of his business recently had square i know who Dr. it is no nope. jay-z yes i gave you opportunity i gave so, you opportunity 
Square, the, you know, um, which you use for credit cards, right. for private yeah. businesses, small businesses, they have acquired a majority stake in Jay-Z's title, title yeah. for mm. the whopping sum of $297 million. But I also heard that he sold, Jay-Z sold the majority of his stake in his, um, in, um, What's that champagne that's big? Yes, he didn't do the majority. He did half. And so, so I, Moet, LV Moet, which is like um, a big brand, obviously, Louis Vuitton and Moet, they have bought in a 50% share of his uh, vodka, a champagne company. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but it's in a gold bottle. Spades. Spades. Ace, 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 Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades, yeah. So he, and so he, what is he about to buy? So he's yeah. he making moves. What is he yeah. about to do? He's not going to... They, they're smart. He'll yeah. be on He's there. not selling to all that title and all that stuff without purchasing something else. Yeah. yeah. So what is he about to do? That's do the think question. you he's finally going to get his team? Mm-hmm. Mm, I didn't think about he that. He big money for that. He big money. He, he definitely... He got big money now. Before a while, he was trying to get into... the. He was trying to buy Brooklyn, right? Yep. And, and they wouldn't let him. Yeah. How do you guys feel? Because when Jay-Z finally worked with the NFL, especially like during the times that he was doing it, a lot of people felt like he was a sellout. But if we look at the last Super Bowl, it was essentially all black. Yeah. Right. So black people have been represented like since he's kind of taken over that. For sure. Black people are being represented. Do you feel different about him working with the NFL? I was fine with it when he did it. Me too. I, I, didn't, have, I didn't have issues. With I didn't have no issue with it. We kind of got to get in where we can. Do right. What we can. Exactly. I think it's just like a back door in that's kind of even eventually take over. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. It's better than not have someone there. You know. Absolutely. And but I get have- why people. I get why people was upset because the NFL at that time really hadn't backed Colin Kaepernick and then the, the, the protest backing Colin Kaepernick. Right. Yeah, the they blackballed him. Yeah, they blackballed so I, I get him. It. Um, and they weren't supporting the, the BLM movement, you know, even when it was being peaceful. And and so... But then they did a complete 180. Yeah. I think yeah. they realized you know? that the culture, the society had shifted its perspective and they shifted it for them. I don't think they did a 180 because they wanted to. I think no, they did a 180 because they had to. Oh, it's always it money for money. sure. Absolutely. Because yeah. really, if, if Jay-Z didn't do what he did, the only thing that would have really made a difference mm-hmm. is if all black people walked away from the NFL. Yeah. And that is not going to happen. It's not. I mean, it's just too much money there. Exactly. It's just too much. So. Alright, guys. Well, congratulations, Mr. Woo, Nolanic. Woo, woo, woo. I beat that ass. I beat that ass. No, I'm playing. I'm don't just joking. Don't you think he's such a good little winner? Right? I'm I, just, I gave it to him. I let him. I let him have it. Exactly. Don't make me sing my song. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do the interview first? You want yeah, to get into the sipper? We're gonna go right into the interview. All right, right sipper. So, as I said in the intro, we have a guest. We have been hearing her voice. Um, we have we have Jessica Love, who is a holistic psychotherapist, and she's also the owner of Conscious Body Therapy. So this is my first time meeting. I think it's Elle's first time meeting Absolutely. her as well. I'm so we're excited to have you on. Jessica, once again, say hello to the sippers, and we're going to get right into this thing. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So now I got to admit that psycho, holistic psychotherapist sounds kind of above my pay grade. So tell us more about that. What is that? um, So I'm a relationship psychotherapist, and we all know in the Western side of the world, basically America and angle slacks and like they create all this stuff for us after they cause all the problems right. they want to give us the solutions to try to fix the problem yeah um the holistic approach just brings it more culturally nat- natural right there's different like healing modalities that we can tap into that's not pick uh, medicine diagnosis like all that kind of stuff not mm. that i wouldn't use diagnoses but it's not something i initially go to because a lot of times it's just trauma right so it's a natural approach to healing mm-hmm. basically Nice. Healing the emotional side yep. of our 
our bodies are you know is that what everything it's focused on? conscious body therapy is healing to your mind body and spirit so it focuses on the mind which is basically helping you to rid yourself of those negative toxic patterns and dysfunctional mm. stuff you picked up growing up yeah right? and a lot of right? people aren't aware of those patterns man Absolutely. yes everybody has them yes. oh yeah everyone has them you were a puppet as a kid so now that you're an adult it's your responsibility unfortunately yeah. to kind of get rid of the stuff that's not serving you and really figure out who you really are amen from the so. moment that we enter this world someone else is teaching us or putting Everything. their belief onto us that we call ourselves yep. us but it's really other people mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. until you break down is this really who I am mm-hmm. we carrying a lot of shit That's from the past is, if you don't think that you have anything the chances are you just don't know yourself <laughs> exactly. because everyone has something yep. everyone has multiple things we life is not hard and life is not easy and a lot of things that we are um we have with us we've we've got it through survival you know definitely especially in the african community Ooh, it is all yes. about survival Absolutely. and so when we're in survival it's less likely that we are really who we truly are and as a human being on this earth we truly what made you get into it I'm about that same question how you get into the industry yeah it is um a god-given ability mm-hmm. um i have an ability to really understand people yeah and so it is just a natural thing for me to do is to just sit chop it up with people yeah. for some reason i meet people but they tell me their whole life story. Ooh, child. So are you, you know, like an empath that people just very, instantly unload on that you? That is a good word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I had to do a lot of my own work in order to be able to do this work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if not, I would be over here going crazy. Ooh, but I'm, not, I'm happy. I'm I good. can't. I just talked <laughs> yeah, about how people, overwhelming that was for me. Yeah. I mean, you definitely got to be able to do your own work to, to take on other people's energy because if you can't, because you're going to take on other, people, yes. other people's energy in that line of work. Mm hmm. You know, so you definitely got to be comfortable in a good place where you, in your own life before you can do that. Okay, so don't judge me. Don't judge me, y'all. Don't judge me. So I was it's too late. So I was kind of <laughs> lurking on your IG because oh, because I thought you were you know beautiful and I was doing my own personal research. Okay, but so you're trying to but in that but in that in that lurking, I saw that you also teach yoga. Is that correct? And tell us more about that. So I don't personally teach yoga, okay. but I have other people of color and within my community that I reach out to to mm-hmm. also provide healing modalities. This is a collective community thing. I'm not right. gonna get out there and try to do everything myself. Yeah. yeah. So we all gonna come together and we all gonna heal each other. We all gonna work on our own stuff together yes. so but i do do meditation and okay. live sound baths okay so which Hold i have on, one tomorrow what? live crystal sound, sound baths. baths yes what the fuck is that Come so here. it's these huge if you know what a quartz crystal is mm-hmm. it's like one of the the most popular crystal ever just mm. because um it's all about like peace prosperity like just yeah um, create, clearing negative energy, all of that. So right. uh, there's these big bowls. Um, mm-hmm. I have seven of them. Each bowl represents like a chakra in the body. And mm. so you use it, play it with a mallet, and it um, creates a sound that sends off healing um, sound waves. Mm-hmm. And so it can be healing to the body because, as we know, it's energy mm-hmm. and it's vibrations. And that's pretty much pretty much how we are we are vibrating we are vibrating Absolutely. energy so yeah, when you sure. have it set to a certain frequency and you play it it is just phenomenal it kind of completely just takes you over i want that <laughs> sounds good to yeah, me sounds, good. sounds good to I've me i've never been good at um i used to i used to have some meditation bowls and you know you had you did you see around around them? man i suck i can it's a technique it's it like is. it's a technique you just look have at, to look do at your wrist. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good at it. So that's very interesting. Um, I do, I like, I, I like chakras mm-hmm. and releasing those chakras for sure. Yeah. Um, What's the hardest thing about what you do? 
the hardest and somebody just asked me that last night so oh, okay you. well there we go you was prepared <laughs> the hardest thing is um seeing all the layers yeah so when i meet people when i talk to people when i'm having clients in sessions um after so talking to them for so long i see all the layers and when i say layers mm. i mean like the layers of difficulty and them being able to connect with someone else or even with themselves right and sometimes that includes the trauma mm-hmm. and so a lot of times if i'm depending on the client I don't have enough time or day to even scratch the surface of that. So let's say if I just, I don't see numbers, but if it's 10 layers, we only probably can really work on the top two. Right. And it's just knowing that for thinking, dang, are they ever really going to get it? Right. Will they ever get it enough to kind of work on that to see that it's basically like a big puzzle. Right. Like you struggle in this relationship, but it's connected to like 50,000 other things. So will they ever get that? Because that's not something you can really teach somebody. You really have to, um, uh, develop that intuition for yourself to really fully understand it to do something about it it's true what's the best thing about what you do being able to be a light to be a guy um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm filled with love and peace and positivity and mm-hmm. I love it and I really want everybody else to feel that way I feel you. so I feel you. it's like um and it's not work right like it's not work so I just love it I really like being there for people that's awesome what city do you rep and where, where were you born? St. Petersburg, Florida. I love St. Pete. I love St. Pete. Yeah. It has changed a lot over the last 10 years that I've been here. In For the, the Bay longest area. time he refused to move to Tampa, he was on he was always on the other side of the bridge, yeah, either St. Pete or Clearwater. I was in Clearwater oh, or St. Okay. Pete. Mm-hmm. For long for a couple of years I lived off of uh Gandhi and Fourth Street over there. Mm-hmm. Um and so I just think St. Pete's a great city. It um, is. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely. If you, if, you, if you never have been to Tampa Bay area, we do have two pretty dope cities in yes. Tampa and St. Pete. And I would I would say for the longest time, St. Pete I feel like was outshining Tampa, just in what like the, I know the, you the lie. city. The opposite. I know you lie. No. You know how bad he used to talk about St. Pete. Yes. I know. St. Pete was the hood. No. And Tampa was like the good play. Like, no, but no. But what I'm saying, the last ten years, the last like St. Pete's downtown was more vibrant. They had more. Now, it was a more, now, mm-hmm, it was a more mm-hmm. walking city. You have uh, a lot of local businesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like St. Pete was a whole vibe, and it's still a vibe. It's more of a hipster vibe now. But it's a vibe, and for a long time downtown Tampa didn't have shit. Yeah, that's they didn't have nothing. Yeah, they had, you, no, they didn't have nothing. Can't, you can't compare downtown Tampa to downtown, downtown City, City because yeah. why can't you? Both downtown. downtown. That's it. But Tampa has Hyde Park. Yep. Tampa has West um, West Shore. Tampa. All of that. They had they, a bunch they of small groups. They did not always island. have that though. T- Tampa now has Riverwalk. I feel like so again, Tampa has caught up. Yeah, but no, let's up. be real. Yeah. For the longest time, I am being real. It was that Tampa was it. And mm-hmm. St. Pete was like the redheaded stepchild. Yep. I, you know, I feel bad exactly. if you are a redheaded stepchild because that, <laughs> y'all getting all smoked for I no reason. I love redheads. Me too. I, I love a ginger. Ooh, there's a boy in the had kids. I wish I could meet somebody. A white man with red hair. No, I saw a black man with red hair, and it is a thing. RL, you know RL the singer? Yes. My baby got red hair. She is adorable. You never know what's down in those jeans. I love a good ginger. Have you ever lived anywhere else? You always been. I lived. I lived in Tampa. I hmm. lived in Tallahassee. I, I lived outside in of Florida. No, only in Florida. You a Florida girl. I am, I want to move, but then I'm like this weather. I'm spoiled. Yeah. And I need to be close to the water. It's very difficult. I'm a water girl. So it's like I moved to Orlando, and even at me, it's like I'm. 
I've, I went from like being 15 minutes away from the beach to now being like 45 minutes to the beach, and it's just a struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. So, are you? Do you drink wine? I do, but not that much. I used to a lot, but I'm a mm. lightweight now. You're I do. Lightweight. I do other things. Okay. Nice hey. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you do other things. She got her. She I got super. She got. Things. She brought her. Uh, Kombucha. Her, her, her kombucha. Kombucha. Her honey crips apple kombucha up in here. Gluten free. You know, God was really mm. thinking about us when he made this earth in seven days. He was like, you know what? I'm going to get them this bush. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be able to use it for all these healing things. Yes. You know, right? So they're going to be able to cook it up and eat it and so. just live their best life. Yes. So, okay. where can, uh, this is obviously the most important question, where can people find, find you and reach out to you about all the dope things that you offer? You can definitely check out me. Check me out on Facebook, mm-hmm. Jessica Love, or Conscious Body Therapy. Yeah, Instagram is Conscious Therapy. So wait, before we we switch to that though, I guess I, what I'm hearing from you is like two separate things. Like you do like almost relationship. Like do you do that with individuals or with couples? It's not separate. So what do oh. you think is separate? Like relationship and what else? And conscious body, right? That so is all of it. Okay, they're both together. Yes. Ah, gotcha. So you. conscious is your mind, the ability mm. to be aware, your body and therapy. Mm. You are literally everything. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, I know. Literally, you really are <laughs> everything. <laughs> but um, I'm playing. Life is about how you connect with yourself and how you connect with other people. Yeah. That's literally conscious body therapy. Okay. So I um, sell products and I also have services that promote healing and mind, body, spirit, and soul, like, in every aspect. Love and that. it all ties together. I yeah. saw some some waist beads on there. Like, I wouldn't buy waist beads, but I saw, I saw Listen, some waist beads. Yes, Start I love my waist beads. beads. I feel like <laughs> me and me, some men trying to get, some men trying to get abs and lose their, you know, they uncle Okay. Stomach. What's the benefit of waist beads? I see a lot of people um, It slides it. down. So it's like that, that empowerment. For me, I've had waist beads, and mm-hmm. they start off, like, right here, you know, mm-hmm. right at the smallest part of you. And as you're successful with your weight loss, they just slide further and further down to you. So when they hit your hips, like, bitch, I am fine. Okay. Yeah, you can wear them for many different reasons. Of course, they originate out of Africa. Right. I always got to tell that story. Many different tribes wore for different reasons. Yes. Y'all can go Google that, right? Due to but your work. I, my conscious body weight speaks, is a practice. In okay. order to be conscious, which means you are aware of your decisions, even if they negative or positive, you are aware of the outcome, right? Yes. And so if you're wearing these beads, you are practicing being conscious. Because when you go to the restroom, when you're making love, you got to be mindful of them. Yeah. I have clients who bees be popping because for some reason these men think they horses and they grab and on the back them, yeah. and I'm like please tell them don't do that yeah. but yeah become more conscious adorn your curves fall in love with your body walk around the house naked more look Absolutely. in the mirror no matter what shape and size you are really fall in love with who you are and be careful with what you eat because yes. you eat too much they gonna feel like you Death. gonna hold turkey with ropes wrapped around you yeah you gonna feel a little indent you mm-hmm. know it's just not a good look and it's, it's not a good look <laughs> Well, we definitely are excited to have you on. Um, you mentioned where we can find you, right? Already? Yes. Right. And then I do have a website, um, www.consciousbody.com. I mean, consciousbodytherapy.com. It yes. is, we, we're doing a relaunch because okay. a lot of my products I make from scratch and it takes like my soap takes six oh, weeks wow. to cure. Mm-hmm. So I have to stop and then relaunch, add everything, and then it sells out and then I have to do it again. Oh. I just got help, so I'm trying to keep up. So, yeah. All right, so before we move on, can you, what's all the things that you that you offer to sell? We have the waste beads, you have, mm-hmm. um, you said your soap. What else do you, you have? You have waste beads, you have 
natural soap that's made from clays, herbs. Everything is plant-based, so none mm. of my soaps have any animal products in it. We don't okay. test it on animals. Um, I also sell sage and Palo Santo, mm. which is good for clearing the spaces. However, I got to make this disclaimer because everybody running around here with this sage and Palo yes. Santo thinking <laughs> that they finna clear this negative energy, but you can be negative energy. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. when, you're, when you're saging your home and you're not really doing the work, mm. you just bring in a negative energy as soon as you walk back in the room. Mm. So yes. just because you sage it don't mean it's gone. And right? the most important thing I've heard about saging is it's saging gets everything out. You need to replace it with something sweet as well. And so normally, like from what I've been told is if you sage, then you need to incense or do something to that degree to bring back good energy into your into your space because you're leaving your space empty and open and we know void spaces attract things yeah you can do that and you can also set intentions in your home when mm. you're walking through saging and manifesting yes. but um i also sell other um holistic um items too on the website nice. many different things will be popping up so well, check it out y'all check we, it out check it out check it out well this is the perfect episode for you that's why i invited her on the because I, I know what i'm doing uh, and we can't forget my crack which is my oh. whipped body butter okay amazing i mean i like a good crack for i have one that is amazing for eczema okay um, my eczema body butter and psoriasis dry skin and mm. then my acne facial bars can never stay in stock they okay. are literally sold out like, and they're boom. even friendly for babies because that's usually primarily who people buy the stuff for is like yeah. babies and kids. Oh, I'd be buying it for me. I don't got no baby stuff. That's, that's right. So, Sipper, as always, you know, your, your alternate shade is growing. If you love our episode, you love what we're doing, please go buy us a coffee. Buy mm-hmm. us a coffee. You can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash RT no shade. Buy us a coffee. Buy us a coffee and we will keep on sipping. sipping. All right. Maybe not coffee, but some other things. You can buy it. Well, well, whatever works. Ain't Just, you know, ain't what, no judgment. let God direct us. Direct us. <laughs> ain't no judgment over here. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our main sip. Do you know what time it is? Hey, L, do you, you know, know what, what time, time it is? No. Hey, Sippers, do you know what time it is? Hey. Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Ah. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. The main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Ah. Yeah. Shout right. out to TJ because I always think of TJ during the ah. Yeah, he's always part, do that part. That was his favorite part. Favorite part of that song. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, sippers. Today we are talking pandemic love. Did yeah. you get in the quarantine boo or no? Mm. So it was around this time last year that the United States began to shut down. Literally, this All time right? last so year. So it's really almost really the one year anniversary it's, of right. the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. pandemic, and there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel with vaccines rolling around, rolling out, and that's a whole nother controversy country by itself whole but nother controversy. with that said it's been over 550,000 Americans who have died from complications with c- catching COVID-19 so, so any sipper that has lost a loved one to COVID-19 we are certainly sad for your loss and we wish you never have we experienced love, that light support mm-hmm. and so with all that said life must still go on and mm-hmm. part of life going on is trying to find love yes so Catching a boo. Catching a boo. While you're quarantined. Mm. It's a struggle. What? Let's start off with this. Uh, well, you, I don't know. Are you are you single? Do you have a man? I'm single. All right. So you don't want the table to have that has a boo currently. But prior to COVID-19, what was y'all's dating life like? Were you actively dating? Let's start there. Prior to COVID-19. What was it like? Prior to COVID-19... 
Mm. I was not actively dating on purpose. Just like I'm not dating on purpose now. Mm -hmm. But I did have a boyfriend. That just... That kind of just happened yeah. before COVID nineteen. Like, yeah. So Maybe like during like most of it, mm-hmm. um, we had a quarantine. We had a quarantine boo. Yeah, but we, it was an official relationship. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not like you know the little hookup. Right. Ah, gotcha. It wasn't okay. a situation. Yeah, it wasn't gotcha. a situation. It was a relationship. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I will say this: this quarantine made my business booming. Okay, these relationships has been going crazy. And the ones that's not happening, it's, the women are like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. I think you have to confront yourself. I mean, quarantine, right? It's mm-hmm. like you have to confront a lot of things. I mean, if you have been a busy, really busy lifestyle and now you're stuck in the house with your man or your girl the whole time. Yeah. And you guys don't really have the best communication. It's going to be really apparent more so than when you have all the other distractions. Because that's that's really what's happened is a lot of the distractions no are, gone. are gone. And yeah. so... The things that you can use to placate the issues you no longer have. Like I've had friends who broke up because they did a lot of traveling together. Yeah. And they were always happy doing that, but then travel shut down. So now you're just stuck in the house and you don't have to travel to get away from your issues. Right. And it, it kind of compounds. You, you really like this person. You gotta yeah. like them. You gotta yeah. really yeah. like them. You gotta really like them. What was your, now, what were you, what was your dating life prior uh, to COVID-19? Prior to COVID-19, I had just gotten out of relationship. Maybe. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm. Was mm-hmm. that the guy that lived here? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. And so I maybe was like six months, seven months out of relationship. And so I was dating, but not dating seriously. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, the same thing that we always like, we always say with like dating. It's like you essentially by default, you're dating online now, mm. um, even prior to COVID-19. And with that, there's everybody has so many options, so many choices. It's so easy to distangle. And I'm bad at like my phone, period. So me dating online was just a shit show. People like to this day would be like, yeah, you sent me a message. Like I sent you a message and you never responded back. I'm like, Mm. (laughs) why'd you even match me? I don't, child, I can't tell you. Yeah, But it was a struggle. It's it's been a struggle, sure. Um, For me, prior to COVID-19, I was definitely pretty active in dating. Like I was trying, because I'm really the last two (laughs) years, I have the intention (laughs) Of getting you out have the been looking game. for your person, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and so for you know, I've been single for four years, but the first two years I really wasn't dating. Yeah, I was. He was being a hoe. No, the first year I didn't. He was no, I wasn't. Big don't listen. To, don't listen to her sippers. A hoe. A hoe is all about perspective. Exploratory research. That's yeah. that's what he was doing. A lot yeah. of exploratory hoes. None that's true. None <laughs> that's true. My first year I didn't date at all. Second yes. year I was casually dating, and then the last two years I've been focused. Trying to date or the purpose, mm-hmm. um, and so I think at the towards the end of 2019, I really had just decided that I was doing to do away with like dating Literally. apps. Like I was done because I was like they, I was, I was frustrated. Like, with it. I was done. I'm just going to go back to meeting in person. Right. That was my goal in 2020. Yeah, that was, I, I, I had closed all the apps and everything. You know that's what everybody is saying right now. So you ain't the only one. Yeah, so Man, you were I, saying it before the whole quarantine COVID. Yeah, thing. like I had, I had deleted all my dating apps, and I was like, I'm going in person. I'm going back to old school. That's what I'm doing. And then COVID 19 happened. Yeah, COVID 19 oh. happened, and for a while I fought it. But now I was like, oh shit, this is pretty real. Yeah, how do you meet right? people when everybody's quarantined? Everybody's staying yeah. home. Everybody's staying home. And so, then you got the mask on. So yeah. You got the mask on. Can you pull your mask it's on? It's like he got some pretty eyes, I guess. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I thought you were somebody. Okay. Right. right. Oops, my bad. <laughs> you know what's funny now? It's like if, if, I see, if I'm out in, the, out in public and I see 
uh, a, a attractive woman, I would take my mask off. And so as I walk by, just to, just to see that. I want her to see my face. Yeah. All you can see is my or forehead. Or I want her to do it too, right? Or I want her to do it too. <laughs> like, I need to risk his life to show somebody he cute. Not getting close. <laughs> you got to see the beard. Be a game. I'm done. So now that now prior now now COVID happens, all right. So COVID hits, and so prior now COVID hits, and when I first decided, I told L, so I'm gonna keep on dating. Yes. L was completely. Like, she was like, "Ew, how you gonna date in COVID nineteen? <laughs> blah blah blah." I was so anti finding love in COVID nineteen. And now you have a relationship. So what mm. what changed your in your mindset towards that? And then we can apply the question to both of us. So. What has changed since prior? Mm-hmm. So obviously, ancient to do. Uh, <laughs> and so when the court, when you know COVID happened, my parents are older and they live in Orlando, so I see them pretty regularly. And I was really scared. And my both of my parents are high risk essentially, and so to me, it wasn't worth the risk essentially of like bringing COVID back to them, you know. And so I wasn't really dating. I kind of went jumped off the, all the apps. Um, thinking, you know, this next three months, you know, we'll just take a break. Next six months, we'll just take a break. But then, you know, when you start, you're like, oh, this is this is changing the way we live life indefinitely. You know, when you're like, well, what am I? Am I really going to say no to love? And definitely I have to figure it out. But dating while during quarantine and wanting to respect that quarantine was definitely a hard process. Because what I have found is that it gave men a lower benchmark, right? Because now, you know, if they invited you to your house back in the day, you'd be like, uh, no, sir, you need to take me out on a proper date or we, we mm-hmm. were not dealing with mm-hmm. it. Now it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm concerned with COVID. So, you know, you can come to my house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's way safer now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, safe for who? <laughs> safe mm-hmm. for who? And so I, you know, Drunk, drunk, ran across that a lot and I'm not going to anybody's house that I don't know I'm I'm a woman A it's just not a safe situation to be in and B there's a whole core of the quarantine and not a lot of people quarantine the way I was quarantining mm-hmm. and so I had to find a balance you know of like going to restaurants and being you know sitting outside being somewhat safe and finding guys who they were still wanting to date during COVID you know not like defaulting to sloppy ways like I was dating somebody who we went on a trail for like our first three dates which was cool you know like a walking trail I love it but after the third date I was like we need to figure something else it's hot I'm hot you sweating I'm sweating like we let's do a picnic let's go to the beach let's find something else and it was just like getting very very frustrated but then, but then you met your, your boo online. Then I met on my boo. On yep, I met my boo on Facebook dating. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, that happened. That was a real life situation. Hey. Uh, and I think we talked for maybe like a week and a half or so, and then he asked me out. And then we went out to a restaurant, and mm. he dated me, you know, as he should. Um, and it was just, a, you know, we connected immediately. So that went, went pretty quickly. But yeah. I'm going to come back to something that you mentioned about being bored. But for you... Okay. During the pandemic, I know you say you weren't actively dating, so nothing has changed in your pr- pursuit of finding love and dating in your own life since. So I don't have a pursuit. Mm. Um, at this current time, I don't. I am not. I'm dating, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get married. Yeah, and. At this time, right. right? Maybe later on in life, I might want to get married, but yeah. I'm not trying to get married or have any kids right now. Yeah. And so it seems like the guys that I'm running into now that they're like in their mid thirties yeah. or almost forty, they're like, okay, I want to settle down, and get married, have some kids, and I'm like, oh, mm, 
child. Let's just hang out and have fun, yeah. you know? So um, that's not really something I want to do right now. I do like building connections, um, and I don't want to date anyone seriously just because... Um, you said you just kind of got out of a relationship, really, though. That last was year. last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that, that wasn't... That goes to why I'm about to tell you not, mm-hmm. right? So... Dating has been wonky just because, you know, two people come together trying to make work. But the issue is, I feel like, you know how they say you got to kiss a bunch of frogs to get to your prince? Mm. I don't feel like I need to kiss any more frogs. Right. Just because each relationship that I get into, there's like, if you think about it, think about all the people that you've dated up until now. Yes. Right. How many of them were successful? Like, even people who listening, mm, yeah. you might have had, like, let's say, even dating, not necessarily full of relationships. Let's say you connected with 25 people. Right. And... Maybe two of them you can deem was worthy, right? right? And yeah. so, you, so it's so many you have to go through t- until you find that one. Yeah. So my thing is, I just want to connect on a friendship level right now, and not even put that expectation or that pressure on, are you going to be that one? Yeah. Because we already know a lot of times it just kind of don't work out and it falls off. Yeah. And like I love love, and when I'm in something, I'm in it so hard. Yeah. And so I give it my all. So I don't want to keep giving it, knowing that it's really not going to work out because I don't know like in the first we don't couple, know that it's not going to work I out though know. you're going into it's not going into um, it with like a, a if a the other shoe's going to drop mentality like, no I don't no not that I'm very mm. optimistic when I meet people and I let things flow naturally mm. but the thing is once I start talking to them and connecting with them yeah. um, I understand them a lot more and I know how I am yeah. and so we might be the best of friends some people think just because you and that person connect together and that y'all have a good time that it has to be romantic yeah. and that doesn't just cause he a good guy and I'm a good girl doesn't mean we supposed to be together right? yeah. and so um, I'll know when that guy comes along yeah. I feel like I'll know it's so funny because for me I do believe that thing where you have to kiss a lot of frogs to get the prince right but I actually don't think you're kissing the frogs to, to figure out who the right one is I think you're kissing the frogs to figure out what you actually want but I don't need to do that yeah, that's, so, what, that's what healing and doing the work is for right that's what I'm saying so mm-hmm. as, as I've gotten older because we're the same age essentially mm-hmm. as I've gotten older I've realized like what I wanted has drastically changed mm-hmm. you know and some of that you learn in the relationships that you're in you say you want this you say you want that that sounds really good in mm-hmm. theory but then you date somebody who, who provides that thing that provides that for you and you're like hmm not really my flavor not really my style and so at some point as I get older I do do feel like my relationships have gotten more more fulfilling Mm -hmm. you know I think our expectations change a little bit they're gonna continue to change yeah Yeah. I think for me like for pandemic during a pandemic I would say my sex life during the pandemic has been amazing. It yeah, because everybody's trying to get a little Like, happy. it was way better. Babies. It was no, way... It was babies. Way, I ain't got no babies. Let's put, not put that out there. <laughs> um, but meeting someone to match with... Mm-hmm. That's been that, harder. That's been harder. Yeah. And have so... You, have you dipped into that, your ex? Ooh. Hmm? Have you dipped into, like, Hell ex, nah. ex, I got a question. Mm, yeah, yeah. So sex, excuse me. Okay, so your experience with sex during the pandemic has been fulfilling, mm-hmm. but your ability to connect with someone has been a struggle. Essentially, that is a man's perspective, and I'm curious to know, like, with women, how do women feel about that? Because I think women would probably say the opposite. 
because uh, last weekend at the girls' night, mm-hmm. that was the the main issue was um, meeting someone that they could, even if it's just a friends with benefits, yeah. they're not even able to find that. Like that has been a struggle. Yeah. So yeah. I would definitely as as the serial dater, as people say, nah. I will say that I think the issue with find, trying to find love in pandemic times is that most people are just bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're not, they don't really want a relationship. They want it attention. Or they if they do want a relationship, it's not, they don't want a relationship with you. They just want a relationship period. You know, I don't really think people right now, I think people are, were, I think initially people were more scared of death, of dying. I mean, you, and we have this all on the table. You just want somebody to be next to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. And so I have found, and I'm talking to, you know, I'm a, I'm a life coach. And so a lot of people I talk to, they have said the same thing that it's easier to it's more people to match with right like i've gotten way more mutual matches with people Mm -hmm. than i ever have ever Mm -hmm. but the conversation is whack yep the attention is not good there's no connection it never moves past the first couple conversations Mm -hmm. yeah and i think people just want attention and that's a problem during pandemic. Will it change after the pandemic? I don't know. Maybe that was a problem before too. Like that was before too as yeah. well. Yeah, it, I think it really boils down to: Do you really like that person? Yeah. Before the uh, pandemic, like you said, a lot of people traveled. Mm. They went out to like bars and brunches yeah. and uh, top golf and Absolutely. amusement parks. Like you, it was things for you to go out and do. Yeah. So when you're talking to them, it's not just. Hey, how you doing? I'm in your face. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're sitting on the couch all day long. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, like you said, there are limited distractions. Very so limited. That's forcing me to really be my authentic self, which yeah. I may not mm. even be comfortable with. That's right. how some people feel. Mm. And it's forcing me to accept everything that you are bringing yeah. that I never once had to really pay attention to because yeah. I had distractions. It definitely, for me, it was I, during while I was dating during the pandemic or during the quarantine. I didn't have a problem finding people, but it was like when we would meet, it would we couldn't connect. Yeah. Um, but I definitely didn't have an issue with like finding people because, like you said, everybody at that point was looking. I mean, this is like no bars, no clubs. For me, I dance a lot. I do salsa, and you know, no no dancing socials, nothing, nothing of that. You know, so it's like just you and your. A, it made you realize if your circle was good or not, your support system mm. was good or not, right? Like, who are your people who you feed in? To and you and feed into who you feed into and who feed into you, right? Um, is that good? Because I think a lot of people realize that their job and their party life was essentially all they had. And then when they realize that, you know, you're working from home all day, <laughs> you know, so the job aspect is not there. That social, that social, you know, um, that comes from, you know, working and you can't do the things like, you know, you can't go to the necessarily the gym the way you wanted to go to, or you can't go to church if you want to, or you can't go to these socials or clubs or bars the way you want to. You had to, you spend a lot of time with yourself. And I think a lot of people that was really uncomfortable with them mm-hmm. being alone. A lot of people alone. are not comfortable with their own. Alone, alone by themselves, yeah, sure. you know. That was the biggest issue with clients. Absolutely. Being alone by themselves and then also being in the home with someone who was even potentially unsafe. Yeah. Um, I do work uh, with a domestic violence shelter doing groups. Yeah. And um, 
it was really difficult for some of them as well. And yeah. so not even go that far. Sometimes you have toxic, toxic relationships yep. that you just stuck in. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in. Yes. And um, that just doesn't work when you have to sit there and look at that person all day, every day. It was toxic and, before they got into the pandemic. Then it just made it super toxic when yep. they were stuck in the pandemic. And let's not forget, too, for black people, it was a double thing. Because not only did were we going through a pandemic, we were going through extreme civil unrest. Mm-hmm. Right. You had, you know, George Floyd came out. And then, you know, everything at that point was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Financial unrest. Financial unrest. We had the ability and time right now because people didn't have work or because you were working from home to actually, you know, protest and do kind of the things that you necessarily wouldn't always have the chance and ability to do. And so for us, it was for me, it was a very traumatic experience. I think 2020 is just traumatic. (laughs) So 45 percent of people currently say that they feel frustrated with. Um, online dating apps yeah and so unfortunately that. that's really the majority the way of people meet and i think apps dating apps are so problematic by themselves it's so yeah. easy to dismiss people or it is and whatnot it's easy swipe left or swipe right and someone i'll be honest like if the conversation is boring if i gotta ask all the questions i'm not i'm done yeah i'm unmatching absolutely yeah, but i think that's problematic but so what are some tips though that we can say to our sippers and to the listeners learn to communicate about dating about dating like how can we how can they what can they do better like basic communication skills have something to talk about right i mean honestly and then feedback and responses and not just yep that's cool it's so like some of the conversations are so dry like i said because you don't have the other additives of theme parks and all these movies and all these other kind of things to kind of fill her in and take up time like Mm. you really have to sit and talk and actually be cool, cool with who you my biggest thing and it's like the most basic it's like if someone asked you a question don't even get me started on this and you answer it don't just answer it follow up with a question yeah, yourself a whole video right because yep. like that would be the most frustrating thing with me i just stopped talking yeah you didn't ask me anything so yeah. oh guess this conversation's done like, like yeah. what else yeah. is there i can say cool to what you just told me like cool but like you're not following up you're not asking me anything and i would fall i would run into that all the time and i was like this is just a basic part of communicating like absolutely this is, and that's that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Is your Basics. mental. Like physical, like of course I need to be attracted to you. Right. But it's like this opens mm-hmm. up everything else. Yeah. Absolutely. So if we can't connect mentally, um Especially when and, you're online. Like yeah, even in person, like if it's just not there and we can't connect, um nothing else is working for so many, you yeah. at that point. Um, so many nothing. so many people are so I was I would agree with y'all and have something to talk about. Uh, ask, fo- ask follow up questions. Ask follow up questions. You know, but also just dig a little bit deeper. Like find different ways to have a conversation. I went out and bought relationship question co- question cards mm-hmm. yeah. to ask to have to try to carry the conversation. However, one of the things I've also found to be problematic is that some people are way better online than they are in person because they, they time. are in person. Mm-hmm. In person, they can't carry a conversation. You know, or, is it a nerves thing? Do you think or I think like we, I think people are, are I think I think people are actually n- losing the ability the art of, the art socializing. of socializing and communicating um or yeah, people yeah. people talk in person the way they talk in text 
Yeah. Short answers. Yeah. Like, and come on. I think people are struggling to be authentic. Yeah. You got to yeah, understand we're sure. in a social media world. So yeah. a lot of people are conditioned to act and be that they think this is the popular way to be. You yeah. got to think about it. We in pick me culture. Yes. I need pick to have me, the most pick likes. Me, pick me, so pick me. they want to talk about, they want to show mm. you things that they think is popular. Yeah. And so if you really are trying to date with a purpose and you really are trying to connect with somebody um, mm. on a long-term life partner type thing, yeah. you need to be authentic because mm. what you get out is exactly what you're going to get back. And then you also um, need to be vulnerable. Yes. That is one of the biggest issues that is I've key. been running into. Is Nobody wants to be vulnerable. Yeah. They don't, they don't really want to be vulnerable. And I can't be surface like that all the time. Yeah. Like I can be surface when we joking around because I like to joke a lot. Yeah. Um, but there are times when I definitely love deep conversations. Yeah. And that does come with vulnerability. We got to talk about some real stuff. We got to. Right. Like we got to go there. My another thing that I would say is intention. Be not only clear, but be transparent about your intention. So what I've definitely seen online is like, and I actually dated this guy um, during the pandemic and I had met him before in dance class actually. And when I first met him, I was very clear with my intentions. Like, I wasn't looking for hooking up. I was looking for something a little bit more serious. And he was like, yes. And so when I actually held him accountable to it, he actually, like, came up afterwards and was like, I I can't. Like, mm-hmm. that's not really what I want. But I was like. I appreciate it. I appreciated mm-hmm. it. But I actually had to force yeah. that out of him, right? Because mm-hmm. I was. If you're telling me this is what you want. Then my expectations for you is going to be that you're looking for a serious relationship so i'm going to expect you to be vulnerable i'm going to expect us to get deep i'm going to expect a different level mm-hmm. of commitment from you in the process of dating than i would somebody who i'm like can we let's just have, be friends with benefits or let's just you know be friends and have a good time and figure out what's going on like be clear with your intention and i say that not to just men but with women too i know a lot of women 100%. Who, who won't say they want a they're looking for their husband right, right. they're like i don't want to scare, scare them off, off. bitch if they scare off because you say you want you a want relationship anyway. then they're not ready <laughs> they don't want you they don't want what you want it's like, also the you, flip side of that it, a lot of women that don't want to say they look i'm just looking for some casual sex right yes. Honestly, is let me tell you something that's what if you come tomorrow to this whole yoga flow and yes. the, uh, sound bath like my my i always have like a theme for my products like for a month or two yeah everything is about being honest honest the issue with people being honest with you and everyone else mm-hmm. is that most of the time they're not even honest with themselves exactly they can't even sit with themselves and say i just want to have sex i yeah. really don't want nothing else because one they, they're concerned about all the stereotypes mm-hmm. and labels right. are going to be pressed upon what them. are they going to think about me blah, blah, right blah. and like, then they lie and then they get into these situations and then it's like no one's happy n- nobody's happy it didn't go anywhere yeah. but men be honest if you're not looking for a wife if you're not looking to have kids just tell her like i'm just looking to have fun yeah and there are women who absolutely want that and vice versa women exactly. if you are looking for your husband flat out tell him you're yep. looking for your husband if that scares him off he's not looking for yeah, a wife exactly it just is that simple it's like, like a, we too old for that we, we are way 20s. too old for yeah. that in 18 19 20 that that's different i yeah. know they play those games but at in your 30s it's like you kind of already you don't have just enough time be clear like you I should yeah. know. and it's i see it quite regularly i have a friend who does it i'm just like girl why don't you just be honest just say what exactly well i don't want to scare him off that's mm-hmm. too much and i was like the the right man for you is not yeah, going to be scared up, off yeah. by mm-hmm. you wanting what you want right because that's yeah. that's what he's essentially 
actually should be wanting too. If that scares him off, then y'all were not yeah, a match. You can't be and, saying you can't be scared to say, "Hey, I'm looking for a relationship." Th- Even when you start dating someone, you started dating someone. People could say one thing and do it completely yes. different. I'm dating right, plenty of women right. who were on, who I matched online, who were online to find a relationship. Yeah, and you I, you invest your time, your energy, your money, everything, and they thing you know, three months in. They realize they don't want a relationship. Yeah, right. And so, changes. Let them know. Yeah, and you you have to ask the right questions. And when you once they give you an answer, you get you have to decide whether or not you can handle that exactly, or you need to leave. Exactly. And I I feel like one question people should ask is why. Right. So if they say they're looking for a life partner, why? Right. If you're looking to smash, why? Right. Right. Getting those answers will exactly what Jay just said. That'll give you what you need to do. Because a lot of times people look for the, especially women. Yeah. Women, and I don't, don't take this the wrong way, but we look to men to lead off of whatever they're giving us. So if they say, I want a relationship, we get go gun happy about it. We're like, okay, you want a relationship, you want a relationship. Right. But do you really want a relationship? Mm. You just happy I that you was chose. This all but the do time. you really want that? I mean, really ask them why. Like, and do you why want it with you this want person? Like, I've seen so many people in relationship with people who didn't want, they had to work hard for, you know, quite a, quite, you know what I'm talking about? Working hard for, like they didn't, Mm. you had to talk them into what you wanted. Yeah. And then I'm Mm -hmm. like, you so busy trying to talk them into what you want. Have you stopped to realize is if this person is actually who you want? Exactly. You know what I mean? Some people have this theory, this thought process that because they've invested so much time, they're not going to let nobody else have them or he's not going to let nobody have her. So it's like, no, I, I'd have been here for a year and a half. We gonna make this shit work. When in reality, you know what? No. It might not be. Just let that go. Bucket, just honey. let it go. That is the last meal approach that I think about. So you know how, like, when people on death row, they like, okay, I don't know if this is really true, but I heard mm. that they ask them what do they want for their last meal. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So when you're in a relationship, and I, I meet with a lot of clients, and they say, oh, that was my love. I loved him so much, mm. even to this day. But it was such a bad relationship. I had to get out. Mm, how? But that was your first. That was like your most love out of all the guys. What happens is when you with somebody for so long and they starve you of like this love and this connection, yeah. and um, don't give you that vulnerability and that nurture in the relationship, and then they turn around and bring you. Let's say a steak dinner with crab legs, lobster. Yes. Like they give you this big feast, which is like sometimes sex, right? Trips, jewelry, money, mm-hmm. and you feel like, oh, you've been starving me for all this time, but now you just gave me this meal. And now I feel fulfilled. So, so in this moment, I feel like you just gave me everything, and then they go to starve you again for two or three months, yeah, and then bring you another big meal, and yeah. so that all is you the, remember is the meals. That's all you remember is the meals, and you, because you're so. Um, the meals are so fulfilling to you and so just delicious and you like, oh, so you forget about the starvation and really what it felt like, right? And you you equate that to love. Yeah. That comes from childhood. Yeah. That comes from needs that was unmet. Absolutely. So you really need to figure that out because what you're equating to be love is really just destruction and dysfunction and you really wasn't really in love with them. If if he was the greatest love of your life but the relationship was so toxic and dysfunctional, those two things don't work together. No. (laughs) A lot of people think that that toxicity is what it love is, of what a relationship is. But again, because they haven't done the work, they don't know the difference mm-hmm. of a healthy relationship versus an uh, unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Because what they saw is what their parents did or their grandparents or whatever. And so a lot of people just need to put in the work. And while you're single, mm-hmm. while you're single, mm-hmm. before you get into your next relationship, you, know, you want to do work while you're in the relationship. You always want to be trying to grow mm-hmm. for your partner. 
But the last thing you want to do is continue to be the same person you were, your last breakup, carry that same shit, not do the work, yep. and then you hop into another relationship. And that's why so many things are so unsuccessful. Un- successful. Yeah, that would definitely be another clue, like another trick or something that people should look at or work on is baggage, right? Like, mm-hmm. after you break up, right, if everything that you're pointing out is the other person's fault as to why you broke up, then you're not being real with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It takes two to tango, always. Everything is 50 Everything is 50-50. So if this person treated you so horribly, why did you accept that behavior? Right? You know, like, there, you have to take a a chance to reflect on you and why you thought it was okay or why you let this person do this or why you treated them that way, right? right? Like, you have to look at you and you have to actually take steps to... To, to heal you, to figure out how to best, to strategize, how to best um, handle that in the future, right? If you're not doing that, then you're not, you're setting yourself up to repeat your history over and over again. Right. So two things uh, that you meant that made that brought up a good point. Um, so when we're in a relationship and it ends and we have that so-called baggage, that yeah. baggage is really our own shit. Yes. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody, they are a mirror. And I know people hear that. But what that means is whatever you are doing, I am responding and reacting in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is whatever I am holding or carrying is the reason why I'm responding that way. Because you can put a man here and let's say it's a, a man with a relationship with two women he's doing the same thing with both women they're mm-hmm. both gonna pro- they could respond very differently right mm-hmm. because one of them is striking a nerve in the other one that might not feel so good so right. you need to figure out why you were responding that way you could have responded positive or negative Absolutely. but you need to really understand it why and then the second thing um is when you are in a relationship you should be evolving yes. so from 100%. now until whenever you leave this earth you should be evolving healing in that aspect is so important yes. because if you don't know who you heart know who you are how do you expect your partner to right so you're growing so you're relearning who you are you're learning these new things that you are feeling that you are um, seeing um, spiritually mentally emotionally and so if you are getting a hold of and understanding okay I'm having mood swings I need to be able to acknowledge whenever that trigger is coming so that I can work on that and I'm not taking it out on my partner right and so that helps your partner to understand what mood swing you in I'm just giving an example yeah um it helps the partner to understand, okay, she is in one of the mood swings. I already know she going to do this. She going to do that. Right. I know how to handle it, manage it. That is a, a, a really good connection. Right. Instead of projecting and pretty much blaming the other person and saying, oh, it's because you did this when I did this. Right. It's really um, recognizing only what you have and what you bring in. Absolutely. got to own that it. Is, that yeah, is yeah. a good relationship. Absolutely. Own it and don't be afraid. When you see someone having a mood swing, baby, what do you need right now? Yeah. But the person who, who own it, they need to be able to say... Okay, I am having you gotta an issue. Recognize it. All right, here's what and I what need. What you need to do because so many things can be fixed and and done bef- before you get to that moment of super frustration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think finding love in a pandemic is doable. I think it's maybe a little bit harder. I, found uh, love I know. I got Dr. Jen. She just got married. Yeah. You know, and so to I, Mrs. Uh, and Mr. Green. I know like four people who got married who found love in Literally 2000, in the 2020. Yeah. And so you can do it, but I, I just think you have to go with a different approach. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to have maybe change some of your expectations. Even I said myself that this year I'm going to, be a little more fluid on the expectations I have. And your expectations too, what I also will say, it's not just change the expectations you have for the other person, but change your expectations you have for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, 
what are you expecting? Like, are you expecting a certain level of consistency that you're not providing to the other person? Are you expecting a certain level of vulnerability that you are not providing to the other person? Like, you have to be able to match what you want. What I will suggest, even for people dating in this pandemic, is um, it is it's we've heard it before, but recently, like within the last year or two, Russell Simmons Sierra had like an interview with Lala, and they talked about how people always say, "Sierra, what was the prayer?" And yeah. Russell was like, "Well, nobody ever asked me what was okay. the prayer, right?" And he said that he has five non-negotiables, and mm-hmm. he's dated women, but none of them really had that five. And Sierra had like all, all five. she met yeah. all five non-negotiables, mm-hmm. and he fell in love with her and so I really like people to look at those five non-negotiables because that's something that is really tied to you as like your virtue your spirit your values um get rid of that list that to me that list is trash build boundaries if you build boundaries nobody's going to cross them right don't have no list of what this man should have your five Mm non-negotiables and then um boundaries if you know you don't want a cheating partner you know you don't want somebody who's lying all these other things of above yeah build those boundaries because that filters into all your relationship and not just romantic All right, that's that's a dope uh, main sip. Sippers, let us know if you found love in this pandemic. You can slide in my DM as well. You know, I'm single. How's your boy? Or if you found it harder right now to date in this pandemic. Those are both relevant. You can find us on Facebook. We have a page called All Tino Shade, and we also have a group called All Tino Shade Podcast and Friends. You can find us on Instagram at All Tino Shade Podcasts, and you can always email us I was gonna say slide in our DMs but he done took that or read it <laughs> you can always email us at altinoshadepodcast at gmail.com alright let's get into this advice piece alright so we're about to get into unsolicited I have one too advice uh, unsolicited advice is when people ask for advice online and we give it even uh-huh. though they haven't asked us specifically okay. we we finna weigh in <laughs> alright do you want to go first or do you want me to go first I can go first alright go ahead sir so this is a real life situation obviously this actually came from one of my clients Ooh, and she, okay. she had asked me to post this on my Facebook which I did a few days ago so I figured it, I would ask, put it on here as well and she said it was okay so she said Jay so remember I told you that I like a boy well, Ooh, let me I share like a bit a of a, a little bit of the dilemma because I want your opinion. So I met this guy on some real estate conversations, watched him speak and offer advice and support to others, and finally asked me and finally asked him for mentorship. He agreed and mentioned that he would be in Tampa looking for looking at some real estate and that we would that we could meet over dinner. At that point, it was platonic, no issue. He's since been back and forth for work for the real estate deals, and we've met up each time. He was here this weekend. It was and it was here that he expressed his true goal, marriage. I'm not thrown off in the least about his being so forward and in goal of marriage. I actually appreciate the honesty. I absolutely love and appreciate a strong man who knows what he's doing. So here's the issue. He's over 400 pounds. I'm attracted to his mind, his ambition and his personality, but I'm not physically attracted to him. He's a millionaire killing the real estate game. He gives back to the community. He's partnered with people to get them started. And he's openly admitted his goal with me if I were to date him. He was also very transparent about his weight and security around it and that he has diabetes and ED as a result. Directional dysfunction. Yes. I really like him as a person, but his weight and conditions are a huge issue for me. I don't know what I can. I don't know if I can see myself with someone who is obese and no sex, like no penetration whatsoever until his weight is manageable. I just can't imagine this. So my question is this. What is wrong with me? 
He's literally like the perfect guy, my dream guy, but I can't see past his weight and ED. I don't think it's fair to start a relationship with a list of requirements and he's already on his weight loss journey, but I can but I can't see myself with him until he's at a desirable weight. And to be clear, not because I'm ashamed, but because I'm very active and I don't want to sacrifice what I enjoy. Am I am I a shallow bitch or is this something that would give pause to anyone? I'm totally open to considering the common denominator me as an issue. Please help. I think she's overly um, critical of herself because she's like, what's wrong with her? Well, you you have a legitimate to me. She has a legitimate um, issue there. Right. He is, I mean, over 400 pounds is significant, right? It's yeah. Not, if it was over 200, I'd be like, girl, you know, take him some walks. <laughs> I'm over 200 pounds. So right? it just depends on how it is on people. Even over 300, right? Yeah. But 400, you're getting to, ex- yeah. that's an extreme. Yeah, that's for the sure. extreme level of, of obesity. It's not normal uh, at all. And so if that is a deal breaker for you, only you, to me, only you would know that. Um, then I don't think that that makes you a shallow person. I think it just makes you somebody who knows who you are and knows what you're attracted to and knows if you could be a good mate to him because you've already indicated that he has insecurity about his weight. So I can't imagine it would be healthy for him to get in a relationship with you and you are not desirable. You you don't desire him. And then you guys run into the issues when it comes to intimacy because even though he might not be able to deal with penetration obviously there are other things that can happen Mm -hmm. and if you guys are failing in that intimacy that's gonna be an issue i think um okay so Mm -hmm. number one yeah um do not enter into any long-term relationship or marriage if you are not 100 percent comfortable and um and like love that person and i know we hear the term like unconditional love and we think it's such a cliche but it really isn't when you're getting into marriage and my definition of unconditional love is accepting that person with everything that they have and that they bring right and no matter what it is it could be so different from me but i love them so much to their core and their spirit that it really doesn't matter what everything else and that i will be a support to them to help them along the way a support right? right Um, the problem is right now she's, she could be possibly considering it, Mm. um, to justify why it would be good to date him. He has good money. He's successful. Like, you know, he has everything else, but he's not your ideal guy. If you are not accepting of what he has right now, because when you are in marriage, you go through different seasons. I was married before I'm divorced now, but you go through different seasons. And so in those seasons, bring new feelings, new emotions and awareness and, Sex is important. I'm sorry. It is important. It is important. important. And so right now you might feel like it's something you can do without. But when you hit that one season where sex right now is important, it is going to be a struggle. Huge issue. Very, very big struggle. You might hit another season where finances might be a struggle or children or or, or dying parents. Like you're going to go through these different seasons. And so you have to be 100% comfortable and confident in knowing that I love this person regardless what it is. We life partners. We're going to ride this thing out. It's literally a choice right. so she has to be able to make that choice of commitment yeah. and if she can't do that right now she shouldn't even get into it. yeah i don't think it's an issue at all i think she is per- perfectly fine i think it's okay to say to not be sure about it yeah because mm-hmm. one there's no guarantee that he will still lose the weight exactly. right. now you're invested in someone that who you he hoped that you would love him for who he is but you're not physically attracted to someone and he's not the perfect guy because if he was the perfect guy he would be okay with what's going on right exactly. and so but and i think it's natural to not want to like 
sex is important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? And so and, you have to be able to do that. And for me, I couldn't date a woman that was obese, 400 pounds, and she made a lot of money. So I think it's natural for that. So she should definitely not feel so bad thinking about, okay, I can't do this. But that goes back to what I said earlier. Just because the person is nice, just because you connect with them well, does not mean it should be a romantic relationship. Yeah. Just because you're a good person and I'm a good person right. don't mean we're good for each other. Exactly. Good together. We could just be good friends. Right. And more so, too, like, as you said, there's seasons. Like, so if you were to move, if, if this man was not a millionaire, if he did not have money, would you be interested, right? Mm-hmm. If, would there still be a connection? Well, my friend said, you know, my client, she said it's not really about the money. She has her own shit. So it's not okay. about the money. It's an, it's an attractive thing. Absolutely. It's yeah. You know, so. It definitely helps. And diabetes, yeah. I don't know which one he has. That's serious. Be, um, but um, a plant-based diet, a lifestyle could benefit him drastically in that area if it's done the right way. I yeah. know plant-based, you need to do it the right way. But but if he's already willing to do that on his own and not just for her, but she said he was already losing weight, um, then that's good. But she needs to accept him who he is today because something can happen and he cannot be on that journey anymore. And now you've committed to him and now Mm -hmm. you're not attracted to him. And that's not fair to him. It's not. And he needs to be honest with, and it's not fair to herself either. Like she got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't think she should feel guilty or no. feel shallow no. or feel like she is not a good person because she's not interested. Because once again, we're talking about extremes here. And once again, what you want it's not okay. It's okay to want what you want, right? Like yeah. it's okay to, it's, it's more than okay to want a partner that you find desirable. And it's more than okay to want a partner who can provide. And it's more than okay to want a person who can have sex. You know, like we all want sex. It's, yeah. it's more than okay to want those things. So don't be so critical on yourself and saying like, Oh, am I just a terrible person because I don't want no. this? No girl, your, your, your mind is telling you what it is you desire and what you need to be happy and fulfilled. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing is to be happy and fulfilled. And I seriously doubt that he can be open to an open relationship. So this might Mm -hmm. even go down that road. All right. You got one? Yes. All right, guys. And then we'll move Mm -hmm. on. All right. So, hi. Oh, this is from Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, girl. Um, Hi, all. I'm new on here. At this moment, I'm struggling with my partner. I've recently lost my dad and I'm on antidepressants. Now, can't be on them because of my epilepsy as it's causing fits with anxiety and vision problems. Now, I have been struggling. Only had a week off since I've been off. I've only been a week off since my my antidepressants because my my partner and my family thought money was more important. Anyway, been with him for six years, got engaged a year ago, but him and his family caused so many issues with us. What hurts most is he doesn't take my side. He tells his ex-sister-in-law my, about my health, my money, etc. When my ba- dad passed, his family didn't ask how I was doing, nothing, not once. Even having bereavement counseling or anything like that, no one's inquired as to how I've been doing. I've tried to get his family to meet mine. It never happened. My sister friend... Requested his daughter, nothing. They don't even know my mother, my sisters, my nephews, my friends. I've got engaged um, to him, and his mom still doesn't know. Every phone call to his mom, I say hello, and she says, um, hi, that's it. He says nothing. I love him, but I'm really struggling now. He says he loves me, but does he? If his family walked past my family, they wouldn't know them. My dad would be so sad how I'm treated. Doctor says I need time off from work. He went quiet and said, when I was depressed, I found it better to work. They've been together six years. 
So she's asking, what should she do? Girl, you know what you need to do. One, if she's on antidepressants, is she in therapy? Right. Um, they go hand, hand in hand. hand. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people get on antidepressants and won't really be seeking out therapy, but um, that's, it's 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 a match. It's yeah. like yeah. a really good match. Um, she definitely needs to go there first because right. she needs to figure out what exactly does she want for herself and want in her life in a relationship. Yeah. And it's going to be hard for her to see that if she is having depressive episodes. Right. It's like a cloud over everything that you're feeling so she really needs to be able to be in tune with the reality of what's going on in her relationship yes um her perspective of it could just be completely feeling based right and she needs to be able to look at it from a realistic perspective of what's going on because i can't give you no more advice other than that because i could just go with what you're saying but how do mm-hmm. i not know that's just your feelings yeah. right um and you're so, off your antidepressants at the moment and you're off so them, and that means you're not on them consistently mm-hmm. and they really mess with um a lot of your emotional imbalances and things like that too so not to say that the, the boyfriend's not doing all this and the family's not doing all this but she really need to take care of herself absolutely and i also i mean i guess i would expect the boyfriend to integrate his family ups absolutely into your family but i don't know i guess it would depend on their relationship too I was gonna say six years what's going That's on a long yeah time. like what if he's if he's very close to his family and he tell ha- them all your business right he <laughs> seems to tell them about you so one moment you're saying he doesn't integrate you they don't really know about you but then the next you're saying he tells them all about you that seems to be a conflict right but the fact that your family and his family don't know each other, I mean, I, that's not necessarily something that I would expect or really be focused in on because that's more about you guys having joint functions and jointly inviting your family to things, right? That requires both of you. Um, but it seems like his family knows you to some degree and at some point because he's telling them all your damn business. Sis. I think my one thing I will say is I think people forget that even in the relationship, you still got to take care of you. Yeah. So she has all that stuff going on. And I think to your point, she really just needs to focus on her health, her mm-hmm. mental health and figure out getting that straight before you worry about other things. Because regardless of what else is going on if your mental health is not right yes it's gonna be it's gonna cause it's so many it's issues a trickle effect. and yeah. it's your compass and so if your compass is off how do you go in the right direction right you know so i would say i mean you've been with this man for six years i would hold on making any big decisions about him mm-hmm. i would first obviously absolutely go to therapy yep. and i would say mary nope they're Sheesh. engaged and I would absolutely go to your psychiatrist and find a antidepressant that yeah. doesn't interact with your epilepsy, right? right. Find there are a million alternatives. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to find one that you can be on for, you know, until you get to a place where you don't need it. But therapy, I think, is absolutely And crucial. then don't just stop at um, the antidepressants while they are very helpful. Yeah. Also check out some holistic um, modalities and different yes. things that you because you would be surprised what which one that you would gravitate to that can be very healing and inspiring for you absolutely so i i agree i definitely think she should just kind of focus on getting herself together and then make a decision and then make a decision because i don't want her to make a decision right now and she's not seeing things clearly mm-hmm. and then regret it later on so that's what's up that's what's up you know what time it is all right guys let's go ahead and get into my least favorite that sounds, sounds about right that sounds about right all right sippers jessica we about to play six songs for the table you are competing against Miss L. L is competing against you. I know you took an L already against me, but we're gonna let that go. We're gonna let it slide. This is your opportunity to bounce back and I whip don't that know. ass. I ain't gonna play nothing I listen to. Ah. Well, you better know some music. Sometimes you gotta know some music. Love with music. You don't. 
You don't see it. It's a moment. Oh, yeah. Then you should be. Then how you know I ain't gonna play nothing? I am a music head. I'm, I'm a music head, okay? I, I can get you, so let's go. Let's All right. See. So you need to know the name of the song or, or the name of the artist. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um since this is a love episode or a pandemic love episode. Is it love song? I chose mostly love songs. Yes, God, Miss Nessa. So it should be fairly easy. Okay. Okay. This first song, Sippers and the Table, came out in 2010. Okay, I might have a chance. 2010. (laughs) Be quick. Badu? Yep. Correct. Correct. Erica Badu. What's the name of the song? Windows. Yeah. Window seat. Oh. Window seat. Uh, I ain't know that. <laughs> I remember this video because her booty was. Her booty was so thin. No one realized it was that thick. I never I realized that she Nobody was thick. Nobody was that thick. Man, that so booty was. Yeah. That booty was Ooh, thick. I said, good God. I think we also got to remember, though, when she, was, when she first came out, like most people. She was real petite, too. Real petite. And, and super, super, super young. Mm-hmm. She's so, doing these long and skirts. She got mm-hmm. older and, and kids. got kids. Yeah, it all oh, changed. Yeah, she's uh, beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish she would make more music than she does. She's one of those people who that I feel are like iconic. Yeah, you know, and, and and timeless. And every time she makes makes music, it just elevates our musical consciousness. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like. All right, I so do. and she's on concert. She is. I saw her in concert once. I was like, so happy. I, think, I, I didn't realize that she could sing. Cause in her song, she's never like belting. She's never blowing. You know, like sis can sing like oh, Jasmine yeah. Sullivan. Like yeah. sis, oh yeah, can blow. And I was completely I not her. prepared. I saw for her that. in Jazz in the Gardens years ago. All right, one one oh one oh. Jessica, don't let her do you like that. All right. Mm. This next song came out in 1992. Y'all the same age, so around close to the same age, so y'all should both okay. either get it or not. Monica? No. Brandy? Mary J. Blige. I don't know who said it first. Who said it first? I was just Mary J. Blige. I don't know. I don't know. Ty. We gonna tie it. <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> it was so close. I heard Mary J. Blige, then I heard Mary J. Blige. I got to Mary first, but she finished first. So I don't know how you get there. Man, she finished first and she she finished it, right? But I said Mary first. But it's Mary J. Blige. It's not just Mary. Yeah. I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to give it to you. So it's 1-1. One, one. This is reminisce. Now, I will be honest. I did not think that Mary J. Blige would have had the career that she has I had when she first came out. You know? Either. Oh, I did. I, I didn't. I'm I from didn't. Brooklyn, New York, and I can't tell you when that song with Method Man came out. How oh, that's high? My, that's my junk. No. Oh. Um. um mm, we should make love and make babies. These, ah, first, it was better than a woman. Oh, oh, what song is it? It's um. It's not I like know. I love you. It's no. When that song came out, she shut the entire radio real love. Station. Was it real love? No. no. Oh, it's on. It's because his music is playing. Like, I know. It, but yeah, she shut everything down. From there, she was iconic. Like for New York, they would play her non. I mean, because it's Method Man, Wu right. Tang. Like yeah. you know how that is. And so they would play her, and she was from New York. It was just like done. Yeah, she's another iconic artist. Mm-hmm. And sales wise, she's probably bigger than Erica Badu, but yeah. I don't think she's more iconic than Erica Badu. 
I don't know. I would say they tie. Yeah. Wise because even though they both are kind of considered R and B, it's different levels. It yeah. is. It so is. So they have like a different sound. So in different their genre sound, of it. I feel like they both top it. Erica, Erica used to be considered more neo soul. She is. Yeah. She is. Neo soul. No, yeah. she's definitely and, and neo soul. And definitely Mary, when she got older, definitely accommodated to like the newer people. But I appreciate yeah. that about her. Like she kept it current. She made it where everybody could listen and to her. And she catered to the scorn woman. And yes. how many them yeah. Alright, next so it's one one, right? We can bring it to Jessica. One one. Okay. This next song came out in twenty twenty one. Okay. If you get either of the artists, you can you get it. Is it Janelle Monet or Janelle Aiko? No. Mm mm. Jenny Aiko. No. Bruno Mars. Correct. But it's not. But it's not just him. So it's it's Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. They have formed a group called Silk Sonic. So they have a whole album coming out. It's just it's a whole band. Oh, it's gonna be so dope. This is the first song I they dropped this Friday. A really great interview with Bruno Mars. People, you know, always say he um, culturally appropriates. Yeah, but he's he Puerto goes, Rican, right? I don't know what he is. He's a he, person of color. Yeah, he's a person of sure. color. But he was like, he 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 acknowledged that he was not a black person. But he goes, if you look at any speech I've ever given, any award I've ever given, yeah. any interview I've ever given, I told you, mm. I got this directly from James yep. Brown. I got this directly from Michael Jet Brown, from, yeah. from Michael from Jackson. African culture. I, I've yeah. gotten this directly from Teddy Riley. Yeah. He like does. he's like, I I can't. It can't be appropriation if I'm given the appreciation to who helped direct me. Yeah. All right. So it's two one. So this is called. Leave the door open. It's Silk Sonic. It's the name of the group. Oh. Silk Sonic. All right. The next song, I think this came out in 2017. Yep, 2017. Scissor. Damn. I ain't fast enough. I fucking <laughs> love this album yeah. so I much. Mean, I thought about it when she said it. I was like, oh, well. Uh, <laughs> that, any, any song on that album is unfair, period. Because I listened to that album. Over and over again. It was my I almost, jam. Went, I almost tried to find something from her 2014 album, but it didn't really hit. This did. album is completely different oh, yeah. than her first album that she that mm-hmm. she had ever put out, and so I was like, oh, I don't really know if anyone would know her. It was one of the few then. albums in a long time where I could listen to it from beginning to end, and it was a whole smooth. I listened to this album. All right, it's not over though. It's not Uh, over. It's not over. You have the opportunity to tie it. All right, it's only three one. So I got two more songs. This next song came out in twenty twenty. Where is the old music? It sounds like Brent Fires. You keep guessing him no matter what. Because you like Brent Fires. No, I do, but I'm not putting. Monica. Don't give her a hand. Jasmine Brandy. Sullivan. Who? Brandy. No. Jasmine Sullivan. No. No, it's not Jasmine. Oh my god. Oh, um, Tiana. Correct. Uh, I never listened T- to her. I love her. I gotta give. I her love her. Hand. She is so She's underappreciated. Very talented. Yes. Very talented. The other, she retired. She re- she's mad. She's frustrated. She said she doesn't yeah, get enough love. I, she's a great dancer. She's a, she's she's a great singer. Listen to this song. Her problem is she just hasn't. Had a hit hit. I don't think it's really that. I think it's 
just society and the conditioning of what we deem as popular. Yeah. Honestly. So if she don't fit in that box, then it doesn't but apply. But you have comedy. people like SZA who kind of essentially do the same kind of music she does and has somehow been able to be successful. That's because SZA sells the sex appeal. You have well, her. Tiana well, Tiana does. does. Her, but in though. a different way. Here's a problem as I see it. Tiana Taylor's also a little bit older. Right? I don't think it looks though. I mean, Tiana Tana is bad as hell. She, I also she think is, it's but her label too. She's still on the Kanye. I think it is yeah. her label. Yeah. A sucky job at promoting, promoting her. Style. I think she's trying to leave good music. Because you have music. you have her who also does very similar music. You have Jasmine Sullivan who also does yeah. very similar music. Now she can't sing like Jasmine Sullivan. I ain't gonna try to front like that. But she they do sing, very she similar. Sing, she can sing. Yeah. They do very similar sounds. You know. I think I people think should go back and listen I, to I the album. Marketing. I don't think people know where to place her. Because yeah. when you look at Jasmine, you think about sultry, heartbroken. Like, you know where to place her. SZA, you know how to place her in that. In uh, Summer Walker, like that whole Eurocentric black thing. But her. But Tiana, her, she has yeah. this whole, like, um, calm, it's, it's like, you know, spiritual yeah. side of her. So but with Tiana, I think people are trying to maybe figure out where to place her. And like I said, I think it's really her label and the marketing. It's yeah. all about how they're marketing yeah. her. They're marketing we'll her see. wrong. So she, she hasn't had it. She hasn't had. She's had some hits, but she hasn't so had, she hasn't had bang, bangers she like hasn't that. Had a hit this hit. album, go back, listen, go listen to this album. I mean, she's had good, good music album. for sure. All her music has been good, but I don't think to me I haven't recognized. A All right, hit. so if you get this next one, you will tie it up. You will end on a tie. Okay. This song came out in two thousand eleven. Oh, uh, Anthony Hamilton. Correct. Cool. See, there you go. This is called "Best of Me," Anthony Hamilton. You got a little more faith in yourself. Yeah. The old songs, I think, are easier. It's easier yeah. for me because. Um, yeah, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. I live there. Yeah, I love 90s, but I'm a huge Anthony Hamilton fan. I actually seen him twice in concert. I still have my Fantasia when it came to the US. Ooh, yes. I was there. I went to that one. Oh, uh, I was I right there. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that was a great concert. All right, so we're going to end it on a tie. Yes. We're going to end it on a tie. Good job. Way to come back. Way to come back. Like the Buccaneers. <laughs> All right, so what we got next? We're almost done, Sippers. Yes, almost we done. Are. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move into Fast So I'll go first on this. Um, let's explain it first. So oh, we're going to okay. talk about That's My Ish is something this week that you love. It can be anything, something you're feeling. It could be your kombucha. It can be your TV show. It can be. Stick kombucha. Kombucha. Uh, it can be whatever you are feel like what you just can't get enough of right now. You know, it can mm-hmm. be anything, though. Mm-hmm. So one of my goals this year is to get was to get back into the doing the little things that I love, and one of those things is reading more books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I just finished President Obama's book, mm-hmm. uh, his newest book. What was it called? Promised Land. Promised Land. Or Promised Land. It was not the easiest read. No. Wasn't a bad read, just not an easy read because it's super super detailed mm-hmm. and it's probably about things most people don't care about because that's my boy. I gotta support them. I gotta read them. Anyway, my ish this week is this new book called The Silent Patient. Okay. Um, it's a fiction, obviously. It's really, really good. I haven't finished it. I just started it. Um, yeah, that's my audible. But right man, now. it's so good. Uh, it it's gonna pull you in pretty quickly. I uh, I will say What's that. It about? I mean, I could just read the read the cover of what it's about, but I want to do all that. Just go check it out. Let me, um, let me see this cover. But 
So for me, I didn't do Audible. I'm not doing Audibles because I know Audibles are the, are the big thing. I'm old school. Yeah, I need the book. I need the, I need the book. I like having the paper between my fingers. Right, the little bookmark. Yeah, so that's how I am. I think you get it how you get it. Get it how you live. Hey, yeah. different strokes for different folks. I'm not knocking on audio oh, no. books. Like I think most, I would love. Like I'm gonna, I'm going to listen to President Obama's audio book of his new book. I want to hear him talk. Talk. Mm. But it's some books, especially my fiction. I just want to. For me, it's a relaxing, yeah. relaxing thing. And so I want to be able to fold pages and make notes and stuff like that. So that's why I still love my old school, yeah, old school book. But that's my issue this week. It's I, Silent Patient by Alex. I can't say his last name. Michael. Michael Itz. Michael Itz. Michael with this. Like it's a, Michael. Michael Itz. Put the itis on it. <laughs> Michael with the itis. All right. Um, I, you know, I had to switch from that because I have like a huge stack of books that I just never got to. So I had to figure out how to get the what the content without, um, you know, actually get the content. But my thing this week is Yelp. Hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. It's still so around. If you remember, we had a guest come in. Maybe what? How long ago was, was that? Uh, Olaha Milani. Mm-hmm, Milani. Well, Milani. How long was Milani? Man, that was um, it was sometime last year. Yeah, sometime so last Milani year. So Milani came in. And Milani's a Yelp elite. So if you guys didn't listen to that sip session, shame on you. Um, but if you didn't listen to that sip session, if you do a certain amount of reviews on Yelp, you get upgraded to this Yelp elite status. And once you get into this Yelp elite status, you get invited to a lot of these um, special events where it's free food, free stuff. They just want you to come take a look at the location or the place and kind of give your honest thoughts, honest opinions about it. But obviously it's a way to market to people who they know are going to review. And so I finally hit Yelp Elite status. Oh, wow. Nice. Yes. You're you getting out that much, huh? Nice. You know, honestly, it's not just food, right? It's just literally any service providers, like mm. counselors, um, gas stations, okay. Um, okay. liquor stores. You know, I appreciate people who leave reviews. Yes, because you know. I really don't, but I depend on them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And plus, I think it's a good thing to start being intentional because the only mm-hmm. time I was leaving reviews before was when I was paying. Yeah, yep. right. don't want that. So yeah. I wasn't giving the flowers to the people who deserve them. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, shitting on the people who deserved it, <laughs> right? And so that was a little bit of a switch for me. With now, I am interviewing. I'm reviewing pretty much every place I go. Now I review, but I've gone to a couple of these these free, and they're awesome. They're mm-hmm. awesome. They're completely free. There's no expectations on you in terms of purchasing, and you just have the ability to try something new that you might not have necessarily done. I've heard good things about um yep. Mm-hmm. I've never done it. I feel like I got in too late to the game. I'm more of a Google Google Guides mm-hmm. person, so I do I do a lot of photos, videos, and reviews on Google. Yeah, but it would be interesting guide, if Google will do that eventually. Like have a way to most likely they have all the reviews and stuff like that, but they haven't got to the level of being able of events and of stuff quantify, of, yeah. of, of Yelp, and maybe they will eventually. So I think Yelp is still above yeah uh, Google. So but. if you want to become a Yelp leader. This is not, I didn't get paid for this, y'all. But I'm just saying, if y'all want access, it was way less work than I thought. It was 40, 40 reviews, and it could be, I mean, you can review places you've been in the last year or so. Mm. You, I guarantee you, you have been to more than 40 places in the last year or so. And I'm not, like, your doctor's office, your gas station i mean if you've gone to a theme park if you anywhere you've gone essentially my little brow girl who did my microblading got hooked her up on um yelp as well like everything that you get a service from you can yelp elite it 
and it's really okay. quick to get there. You got me. I got there like after really trying in like a month. Oh, that's what's up. Mm. Yeah, Jessica, what's your ish? I've been sitting here thinking. Oh, it's so many. I know. So I can't really pinpoint it down to one song. Come on now, choose one. Choose one. It could be a TV show. It could be anything. I'm I'm gonna just say life. Uh, I'm sorry, like because it's multiple things. Like one, I got a really good tribe of friends. No, that's good. Uh, I got this this uh, event tomorrow with the yoga and the sound bath that I'm super excited about. Yes. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. I'm just going to say life. All I right. Know ain't nothing wrong with that. We ain't going to hate on that. We ain't going to hate on that. We ain't going to throw no shade. We ain't going to throw no shade. We're going to throw a little bit of shade. I have a good time long. every day. So it's hard for me to pick something. No shade. <laughs> All right, guys. And do you have a final sip? I do have a final sip. What's your final sip? So this is crazy. Crazy story. Oh, my um, God. So, headline says, black police officer was fired for saying the <gasps> word nigger. So, he was on the phone talking to a woman, probably his woman. His wife. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said. He said, every day that I go to work and not one kid gets shot or stabbed, that means I've done my job. And that's a lot of responsibility. You don't have all that responsibility, White says is his name. He explained to the other person's job before speaking about his own. He said, well, you know. Some will say you have more responsibility. You manage a multi-million dollar property. Or some ghetto niggas don't get shot or stabbed. I don't know. But to their mama, though, they are worth a million dollars. So, two-part question. Right. Right? So, should he he have been fired for using the word nigga Mm -hmm. to someone on the phone? Body body cam footage is what caught the conversation. Yes. And two, should black people get a pass for using the word while at work? No. First of all, all, I hope they have that same energy next week at uh, George Floyd's uh, uh, um, trial. Trial. Mm. Like, don't, don't. I can't even answer this the way I want to. Yeah, you can. I'm just, I'm sick of them. Absolutely. I'm I'm sick of them. Because you know the white person that decided to fire fire him for that. How many things that they do? Well, actually, it had to go through a black captain who approved the fire. Yeah, but now the union. But now the union. Don't you hate it? Now the union is trying to get his job back, though. So my thing is, and this is just my thing, um, should he have been fired? I think he should. Because, and do and should black people in a professional setting use the N-word? No, they shouldn't. And I think it's, it's one of those things where it's a bright line test, right, for me, right? Should you be using that kind of language in a, um, in a professional setting? No. It's just point blank period, especially in the job. If so, if it was a white cop who was having that same exact conversation with whoever, whatever, we would feel completely different. Right. Um, and so what I want is I want the standard, but I want the standard to be the same. That's I want the energy thing. to be the same. Yeah. So if this is how you're going to treat this black cop for saying this, then you damn sure better treat every white cop who you hear saying it in the same white exact cops way. Do way worse than they just get suspended with pay. And then they get to come back to work. So right. until it is, like you said, equal across the board, I'm calling bull. And I, I, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I do agree that, you know, foul and obscene language should just not be done in the workplace, regardless. Right. But at the same time, they are not holding other people to that standard. So other that's people my, to that accountability. That's my complaint. My thing is we just don't, I mean, I'm sure. But he got caught on body camera. And that is the hardest part, right? You're like, he got caught flat out saying it and so my thing is if we catch a white cop saying it my expectation is that person's off the force the next day no it just is. and they be killing people with and they say oh we don't have body camera footage they be lying they're they lying and especially in florida we 
are we are one of the few like states that really do enforce body cam footage like they always they can always have it on if they so desire it's not an excuse but get that man back back his job but I don't I don't think black people should say the the word at work they should say it at work I I I don't use the word myself that much but with me that comes to that is what if you have a Latino let me finish can I say something yeah. I don't think he should lose his job. I think he should get his job back. But I also don't think he should say the word at work. Now, granted, he wasn't talking to anyone in particular. He was doing his own own, own business. It wasn't like he was talking to a regular person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so... But I, he was still saying it in uniform while he was in his... Yeah. Well, he was on the phone, right? He was on, he was on the phone. Mm-hmm. He was on the phone. So he should have just turned the camera off. I think that's a level... I think that... <laughs> they do. But I think, I think there's a level of, of professionalism that you have to have at work. And no, we, ha- we get a yeah. pass for saying the word... I don't think outside you should say it, it outside of it. I don't think you should say it at work. Period. I, mean, I, I Even if you're talking to your, your people, you know, you never know who's listening, who's watching. Right. Um, but I think if a white person has said the word, they need to be fired too. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think issue, he, needs, he needs his job back though. The issue comes, especially like when you have people who are like Hispanic or Puerto Rican who feel like they are, they can say it because of they're colored, but they're not quite. Like if we don't have a bright line, I'm just a bright line rule kind of person. There is a line between that word. I think so. Because when you look at it, um, a white person saying it versus, um, or non-black person saying it versus a black person is very different because of the connotation and the the history behind it coming from a white person. Uh, Jane Elliott already said all white people racist. And I'm just repeating mm-hmm, it. That's what mm-hmm, she says, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a level of conditioning. Right? Yeah. And so black people took it and they use it as a colloquialism and sometimes right. t- in terms of endearment, a way to express their feelings. But we know when it's coming from someone that's non-black, there is a hatred behind that, even Absolutely. if they haven't even recognized it. But the, also the thing that we have to recognize too is that there's self-hatred as well. So black people Correct. can say it and, say, and mean it in that same intent. And so you now have to figure out the intent and that's the problem. Right, I just feel like it shouldn't be used point blank period while you're working I and you're agree. in a professional right. a, an environment. And if you do use it, then you are putting yourself at risk of yeah. being fired. I mean, it just is what it is. I agree. Just, All right. just, just turn the camera. That's what turn it is. The camera. Off. All right. So last last words. One more time. Tell the people where they can find you, Jessica. Where they can get all the information they need about you, your your services, and what you offer. So hit me up on Instagram at conscious therapy and Jessica Love and Conscious Body Therapy on Facebook. All right, guys. I right. think that is it. That is it. That is all right, it. With that, I'm gonna go ahead and call this obsession. Duh. Holla. Blessings.